Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast, episode 19, The Phantom Menace 20 Years On. It's roughly 310 days until the release of Star Wars Episode 9, and I'm Sally. I'm Frankie. Um... And I'm Melissa, but who's counting? <laughs> I am. And we have a special guest tonight, Donovan. Um, he's a friend and a graphic designer, amazing concept artist, and fellow geek. How are you doing tonight, Donovan? Great. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Yes, Thank yes. You. Glad to have another male. Oh, please. <laughs> I thought I'd balance this out for you, Frankie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started with our news and notables this evening and... Just to take it back to the Super Bowl, did everybody get a chance to watch those Super Bowl spots for Captain Marvel and Avengers? I finally watched it. Okay, A little late, because I was busy socializing during the Super Bowl, but I did get to watch it, and it does look like they are going to be changing up the origin story of Carol Danvers a bit, so... No surprise there. I mean, they do that. It seems that's kind of the norm these days. But for Captain Marvel, for those of you who aren't familiar, I still haven't watched the Avengers Endgame recent trailer. You haven't? Well, no. let me let me ask you this question, Melissa. I know that when we walked out of Wonder Woman, you were a little disillusioned with the changing up of her backstory do you think you're gonna have a similar feeling with captain marvel or no probably because i'm you know a purist a purist at heart so i like to see what i read in the comics on the big screen and that doesn't seem to be what's being translated these days but oh well you know i'll get over it okay (laughs) uh well donovan what did you think did you do you are you looking forward to that or you yeah I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm I'm with Melissa in that uh, I'm a big fan of the original Miss Marvel. Okay. Uh, with the black and the yellow, red sash, blonde hair. Extremely, um, I'm extremely nostalgic for that character. Um, I think that what they're doing in the movie is reflective of what they're currently doing in the comic books, which I'm not very up on what they're, what the storyline is like. I know that character design wise she looks exactly the way that that she appears in the comics currently um i know i so i'm mean, gonna I, I withhold judgment until i see something you know after i walk out of the theater then i'll i'll uh, i'll cast my judgment on it after that um it looks actually comparatively looks kind of simple Hmm. compared to you know you know the you know they're probably playing things close to the chest they're not showing you everything that you're going to see of course but it it seems rather simple compared to especially after infinity war i mean which is completely so complex and you've got you know so anyway do you mean like the costuming seems simple or the story seems Mm -hmm. more straightforward maybe the story seems very simple and straightforward to me Okay. Uh, and, and they're not showing a lot of special effects. Of course, I don't know that I've seen the entirety of the Super Bowl spot. Uh, so they may have revealed some things that... It was know, pretty brief. Special. Was it? It was pretty okay. brief. Frankie, was... I think you and I had a similar reaction. What did you think? Yeah, I, I was I was like, meh. Like, uh, I didn't think it gave me enough more because there, there was like an advertisement saying, hey, 
oh, and by the way, there's going to be a new trailer during the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yes. And I watched the new trailer, and I was like, eh, that wasn't that much. It just expounded on the existing one. Exactly. It wasn't all that new, yeah. per se. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, they're, at a certain point, they only want to give away so much, right? And I think that, for me, this is, this is Melissa's going to disown me, but I'm kind of underwhelmed by all of the Captain Marvel stuff. And I don't mean that in like a a, a pejorative way, really. I, but I don't know how else to say it. I just... I'll definitely well, I was see super it. Super excited about Aquaman, and then I was a little deflated after watching it. So maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you'll go in there and it'll blow you away. Maybe since you were underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm I mean, hopeful cause, too. Because I want to see, you know, really strong female heroine. I want to see. I want to be moved by that, right? I do. I want that to. But as I'm watching it right now, it's just not calling to me. Like, at this point, I would rather see the as yet still still sort of probably going to happen Black Widow movie, right? Because I'm already attached to Black Widow. So, yeah. I, and, and I don't have that same comic book attachment, Melissa, that you have to Captain Marvel, Although that's not saying I couldn't have it. I just don't right now. So now I'm like, okay. And my other concern, because Nick Fury is like paging her at the very end of the movie. My other concern is, is she going to be this deus ex machina? Which to me would kind of suck. But then again, where the heck has she been for the last 20 movies? So, you know, I, I'm sure they'll answer the questions that I have brilliantly. But... That's kind of where I am. Um, so I, well, I we don't I'm, have long to wait. Okay, so yeah, my question is, we really do you think don't. Marvel, okay, so this is like a 22 movie arc. Of the 22 movies that's been in this, you know, that will have been at, by the time the Avengers end game, would you say there's been any really just duds? Or the Dark World was just kind of a dud, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it was kind of flat. Um, that's the only one that comes to mind, though. Okay, right, see, so, Thor in the so, Dark World was not a dud for me, but that may have had more to do with um, Thor than anything. So, so, so I mean, yeah, so cause, Sally, we agree. <laughs> my, so, cause sorry, I try not to be ill in the like, objectification, but I'm sorry. I like Thor the, in the Dark World. March. My, my concern is a March, an early March release date. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and, and I know you guys see that, and. and I know they pushed up, you know, the Avengers seems like that's a push up too, because like, it's not the typical Memorial Day weekend. We're going to annihilate. This is the launch of the, you know, so you usually have Memorial Day as your launch to the summer, you know, movie, but Bonanza. Well, you know, Frankie, though, last, last year, uh, in, um, Infinity War came out in April as well. So, and Black Panther came out in and March. Black and Black Panther came out, and, and they like I said, I, both did brilliantly. I, so, I'm it, not... It could be that. It could be that. And I'm not, you know, but I'm just saying, traditionally. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I mean, think about think about how July 4th used to be it. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, Independence still Day. Is, yeah, Independence Day. So, <laughs> we I mean, watched I think, that movie the other day. Memorial Day was a great launch into the summer. Okay, here's our first summer blockbuster, and this is the we're going to own this weekend. And, and so, I know they're moving it up, just trying to make that summer session longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Well, I, here's the way I look at it, and I, I've worked in marketing uh, as a graphic designer, and the marketing thought behind what I'm hoping these these trailers that are somewhat un- underwhelming is that that's the intent. They're underwhelming you to knock your socks off in the at, at the box office. But don't but they keep in mind that she's a vehicle. Her movie is a vehicle to feed into Endgame. Um, True. So. That, and I hope that it doesn't take away from her character and her importance in Endgame, mm-hmm. um, because I think she is pivotal to the story. Um, Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Must... That's the yeah. way I'd love to see it go down. Well, but... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's my question, though. Do you think that if you missed Captain Marvel, is Endgame going to suffer for it? If you miss Marvel, is Endgame going to suffer? What do you think? Okay. I mean, anybody take that. I don't know. Like, is that a Donovan? You said, and I think rightly that she's a vehicle, but is she Mm -hmm. a necessary cog in the wheel or just sort of extraneous? That's all I'm asking. And I'm, and it's pure speculation at this point. Right. So I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what, uh, you know, what she brings to the table other that, that, uh, that Thor wouldn't, I don't know what she brings to the table. I don't know what, the writing is going to be that says, Oh, unless Captain Marvel is part of this thing, then all is lost. Now, right. I don't know what Dr. Strange saw in the right. myriad of, of possibilities. He, he uh, went through that led him to giving the time stone to Thanos that somehow incorporates Captain Marvel into the story. I don't right. know. Well, I mean, the movie is three hours long. I think we're going to get <laughs> all of our questions answered. So, oh God, <laughs> Make sure you don't drink anything before you yes. go sit down to watch the movie. Right before you go into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to drop the kids at school, I think, and just go Friday morning, honestly. <laughs> um, It'll be easiest and safest that way. Also cheapest. <laughs> not to hire she, a babysitter. She, yeah, she's got to be more than Winter Soldier, right? Yes. She's got to be more than Bucky is in the thing. Mm-hmm. Because she's getting her own movie. So she has to be at least Black Panther level mm-hmm. integrated in this in this battle. It, it, as far as Avengers Endgame, I mean, um, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be. And I think the other thing is this is because they're all they're always all you know the the, the, the firms are always so. So is she? Are they going to try to bill her as the Marvel Wonder Woman? I see. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think she's even more powerful than. Marvel. I'm not talking about. No, I'm I not don't. About more power. I don't think I'm she's about, on the I'm, same level. I'm talking about as far as marketing, getting young girls to go to the movie. I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe merchandising. That. That's what I'm saying. It, or is did did you know Marvel and Disney sit down and be like, all right, we need we need a Wonder Woman. Hmm. I mean, because like I agree with Sal, they could have went with Black Panther. She's a known quantity. Black but, Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. But they she's not have, really a su- like she doesn't have superhero powers, right? I mean, she's she's, 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 she's just kick butt. But Harley Quinn is a huge popular, and she doesn't have superhero powers either. She's just um, crazy. She's crazy, but all women are crazy. I'm gonna <laughs> reach through the screen and slap <laughs> that smirk off your face. Sally, I love you. I, I, I only need to leave because it's worth it. <laughs> I am not saying a word. (laughs) (laughs) 
My mouth is just a gape right now. I, but I, I, he's lucky he's two states Marvel. away from me. I know. Boy, right? boy, you, you would not say that to my face, boy. Oh, you would not I, say, say that to my face. I, hmm? I don't know that Marvel's intent wasn't that she be their Superman, quote unquote. Oh, you think because Superman? They, they went through all of that to get the name Captain Marvel. They went through, you know, they, they, they paid a lot of money to go right. to court. To get the name Captain Marvel, yeah, because so that's DC, a DC no yeah. Um, which I'm uh, the original Captain Marvel, Shazam, is yep. my like my second favorite comic book hero. Yeah. Um, Colossus is my favorite. Hey, and, we are a lot alike. Yeah. So, and for years, Rogue had Captain uh, Miss Marvel's powers, you know, because yes, she, she drained and actually quote unquote killed Miss Marvel because she just didn't let go of her. Well, that's not when true. she was kind of a villain, <laughs> and um, and Colossus was always way stronger than Rogue was, you know, yep. and so they have really amped her power, uh, Captain Marvel's powers up over the years. They've beefed her up. They spent the money on the name. They've got a lot invested in her. So I, I, I really think that they don't like look go all the way in 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 it in the movies. Is if she is your flagship, do it. You know, make her the end-all, be-all. And I would love that. I think that's a fantastic thing to do. You know, she would be like the ultimate uh, female heroine and make her pivotal in the defeat of Thanos. So hmm. That would excite me. Of course, you know, I've also said that I'd like to see Nebula get involved in that. But, you know, I think there's room for both of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe let's move on since we've already sort of started talking about uh, this. The new in-game uh, trailer that premiered during the Super Bowl. Donovan, you're our guest. What do you think on that one? What did, what what reaction did you have to that one? I think they just gave you enough to make you excited about the movie without telling you a thing about what <laughs> what's going on. Uh, you know, you can just all you can do is just speculate. Oh, yeah, that's the fun. Yeah, that's the yeah, fun. That's 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 great. Leave you guessing. You can't really I couldn't at least really piece together exactly, you know, what direction they're going with Tony Stark. How did he end up drifting in space, mm-hmm. you know, about to die, running out of oxygen and you know, Thor looked like he was in a holding cell or something, or maybe he's just sitting there, you know, brooding and yeah, I I I, I liked it. Didn't give me a lot of info. But mm-hmm. I liked it. So. And Melissa, you said you still haven't gotten around to it. Okay. Can you believe it? No, but that's another story. Frankie? I I liked it better than I did the first one. The first one, like, seeing New York City empty was... Mm. That really hammers it home. Yeah. Half of everybody's gone. Right? Like, you know, seeing, you know, the metropolitan area of you know, New York City empty. Mm. Listen, yeah. people are gone. I think that's a great way to... um It'll be interesting how they start the movie if they just start with this, like, you know, seeing how sad they are, you know, Avengers, we avenge, you know, seeing, seeing um, Captain America, see, like, some people move on, that's what they do, but we're not those people. Mm-hmm. Like, we are coming for you, you knocked us down, which kicks back to Captain Marvel, you knocked us down, but we're getting up, we're not done, this fight is not over, and we are coming for you. So you can be on your little farm with your little armor. You know, that's a scarecrow, but we are coming 
for you. And I, I, I did enjoy it. it didn't, you're right. It didn't give me a lot more, except I just like I felt I felt I, I enjoyed the second one so much more. I just like it gripped me emotionally more. Mission accomplished. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because I see, you know, because like in the first one, I see Tony Stark about to die, but then I also see Tony Stark and Nebula working their little selves off together, side by side. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got I got a lot more excited about the second trailer. Hmm. I find that interesting because I mean, it's essentially Steve Rogers narrating this thing from a therapy session, right? Um, and I, you're right. It doesn't give us a whole lot of information. I'm just a little. Um, again, I'm having trouble with the whole thing because, you know, you never want to see the, the first one again. No. And, and people just in my house put the damn thing on and I'm like, <sighs> I mean, I, my oldest daughter's crying. <laughs> She's crying, right? She's like, they're all dead. And I'm like, honey, I'm sorry. I didn't do this. This is your father's fault. And you know, <laughs> he put the movie on, but, but I think the thing that's killing me is I think, they're going to bring back everyone who was snapped away, right? And that means they're going to kill my absolute favorite Marvel character. And I'm just like... They're not uh, going to kill your favorite character. They're going to kill your favorite Marvel actor. It doesn't matter. To me, they are one and the same. Period. He's talking about his favorite. Cap. 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 You think Captain America going to die She's Team Cap. I, I am Team Cap all the I, way. Yeah. So, um, I mean, team and and... It doesn't matter, yeah. So I just—that's just my. I have this dread going into this, but obviously I can't skip it. I mean, that's not possible. But I have this dread going into it because I feel like they're going to kill my favorite. I think there will so. be, like, I agree. I think you know, Cat will be replaced. Tony Stark will be replaced. Bruce yeah. Banner will be replaced. Yeah. Um, probably Thor will be replaced. No! Sorry. I think... uh, so beautiful. But I think that Scarlet Witch makes it through, I think... All right, wait, Scarlet Witch or Black Widow? I mean, Black Panther Panther makes it... I mean, mean, Black Widow makes it through. I keep saying Scarlet Witch. Black Widow makes it through because obviously she's getting her own movie. Um, Yeah. I just... It's just going to Tobey Maguire it, right? From Spider-Man. They're going to... They're going to reboot. I mean... Younger generation, younger, no, younger, younger. Yep. They're going to integrate the X Men into it afterwards as well. Their universe. And it's... that, and like you made a great lead in about Rogue. That is going if 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 Captain Marvel can pull in enough da- enough cash, that's a great way to bring the X Men into the world. Having Rogue and Captain Marvel fight. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, you know, they could do a they could do a, a House of M type uh, situation where Scarlet Witch um, somehow merges the universes together. Man, I don't know. There's a plethora of ways they could do that, but um, anyway, yeah, I'm just thought. You know, the thing about the thing about Endgame with all not Endgame about Infinity War with that snap, the one. There were a couple people that I I knew just were actually glad to go, but man, Scarlet Witch was one of them. Like I just got the feeling she, you know, she's 
sobbing over the body of Vision, which is a little weird in the whole android thing, but AI, blah, blah, blah. Let me not get into the Battlestar Galactica thing again. But, um, <laughs> but, but she really, for what it's worth, loved this, this, well, I'm going to call him a man for sake of argument. And it was like, yeah. she was almost relieved that it was over for her, you know, and it's, and it's kind of heartbreaking that they're going to bring her back. Not, you know, I don't know. She's her, her character and her arc in that movie just made me incredibly sad. Everything about that movie made me incredibly sad. What am I kidding? That's just terrible. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. I guess on. I'm a sadist. I like to see them switch it up a bit. Amen. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yes, move along. Move along. Okay, so also with regards, um, also no, but let, let's let's get through the news and notables. Um, also about Endgame, uh, there was an article published in Gamespot that that this Endgame will likely be the longest Avengers movie yet, like upwards of three hours long. And apparently the test audiences have not been upset by it at all. Like, they've had several screenings and no one has walked out yet to go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> That's, that bodes well. Yeah. yeah. And th- my other question is, how does one become a member of said test audiences? I yeah, know. I was just Let's the same put our name in the hat. <laughs> like, Something tells me the test audiences are, are not run out of, you know, you know. Our areas, yeah. I would sign an NDA. I would. I would totally not <laughs> tell if I could just know. All right. Well, I, I, I'm here. I am here for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see it. They're gonna get my money. I just. I just. You know. Wow. That's a long movie. But okay. So Star Wars news. That means there is none. Um. They have been keeping this movie, Episode Nine, under wraps. I mean, just incredibly under wraps. Uh, with one notable exception that I want to mention, but we haven't had official stuff come out at all about Episode Nine. There have been some um, book announcements. Are y'all going to read the books or no? If I had time, which I do not, so that's a no. Donovan? Probably not. Time is an issue with me as well. Frankie, you going to read the books? I'm going to read the Galaxy Edge comic arc. Uh-huh. That's just six. You know, um, I still read comics, so it's not like I'm adding. Me too. Mm. Yeah, huge, you know. So I will read the comic arc. I'm, uh, I still pick up the Star Wars arc. I still pick up, uh, so I'll read those. Just kind of, it's a nice little filler um, mm-hmm. They just, you know, they launched a bunch of the Jenga Fat got a new comic, Obi Wan. Uh, I read all their, their number one editions. They were meh, not mm-hmm. a lot, not a lot more. Um, so we'll see. But I will read the Galaxy Edge comic arc. Mm-hmm. There's a book that really grabs me, but I will grab it just because I read, right? Right. So I will probably read the book about Padme that's coming out soonish i think but that's That's not one of the books that was just announced um there is a book about myth in star wars that's coming out and i could be persuaded to read that one Uh, it's kind of like it toes the edge of is this canon is it not so it kind of gives them the chance to have their cake and eat it too um because if it's a story then it doesn't have to be exactly right you know um 
So I, I may, I may read that. I'm just not sure if I will or not. We'll see. But the most recent stuff was definitely Galaxy's Edge tie-in because they want pe- they want bodies in the parks, right? So yeah, they're going to get my money for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lucasfilm. And, and Donovan, for the record, our policy here at Say When sort of loosely is if Lucasfilm tells us, then we don't think it's a spoiler, right? Loosely speaking, um, there is a there's a graphic or something that came out. It was talking about the journey of the Millennium Falcon. And apparently after the Millennium Falcon left Crate, it went to Batuu, which is, of course, Galaxy's Edge. And they've already name-dropped um, Black Spire and Batuu in Solo. And um, I don't know how many people picked up on it, but um, it was L3 making a comment about going to Black Spire. So, you know, it's a it's it's a thing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, there has been a legit leak from Episode 9. Yes. Um, it is, I call it a target level leak um, because it's not giving away anything that you're not going to know prior to the movie coming out. It's like merchandising leak <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and I, we're probably not going to cover it here on the podcast, but as just a quick question, do you think this is a Lucasfilm leak? Do you think they wanted this to come out just to give the fans something to gnaw over? Or do you think this is somebody from the marketing meeting being like, yeah, this is going to be fun? What do you think? Oh, I think they t- they tormented us on purpose because think about it, like we are losing our mind because everyone's going to be thinking about going all the way back before Christmas. Oh, everybody thought oh, December nineteenth. You know they're going to oh this is going to be the first trailer a year a, a full year in advance. I didn't and think it, trailer. I thought name. <laughs> Just right. Well, freaking so they, title like, of the movie. So, like they are like talk about the ultimate puppet masters. Yeah. Like frothing at the mouth, and I think like this is just like, think here you go. Here's a picture, right? Here's a picture that I now have on my 32-inch monitor so I can see it as big as I possibly can, right? And it's kind of a potato picture, too, because it's all yeah. blurry. It's all blurry, but yeah, here you go. And is this ac- action Poe? Action Poe? Yeah, well, yeah. no, this is this particular leak. Do you not know about this leak, Frankie? T- which one are you talking about? Are you talking it, about the picture? No, 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 no. There's a Reddit leak. And it is probably a dozen or more pictures of costumes and concept art. Yeah, 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 that's art. what I'm talking about. And it's a it's a Reddit leak, and you can you can find it on Reddit under the Star Wars leaks subreddit. I think is what yeah, it's called. The, and that, 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 it just that came out art. like five days ago. Right. I put that on the. So I brought in. So my regular monitor is a is a 30 inch monitor, but I have a I had another TV that was a that I could hook up that was just actually 30 three or 34 inches so just so i could get it four inches bigger <laughs> it's a little pathetic i i didn't actually do all that so melissa you haven't seen it i think I donovan is gone looking for it <laughs> yeah i'm looking at it now <laughs> um okay so um I, i'm kind of I, I don't know i'm i'm kind of on the fence i don't know if lucasfilm sort of tacitly allowed this out or if lucasfilm uh, is horrified by it, but no one's issued, to my knowledge, like a cease and desist on it. So, I think that was, I think that's an egg that was dropped on us on purpose. 
Absolutely. Well, it, the truth of the matter is, at this point, the only major Disney film coming out this year that doesn't have a trailer, Star Wars Episode Nine. We don't even know the name of the freaking movie yet. Right, right. And how much how much is that generating? How much buzz is that generating? A uh, lot. Yeah. So, they, Melissa, they, obviously you're avoiding it because you don't like any kind of leak at all. I usually avoid spoilers for movies I haven't seen yet, um, other than trailers. I'll watch the trailers, but I, I don't go searching for spoilers. Right. Well, but here's the thing. that I mean, again, this is something that Force Friday, you're going to see it all. All this stuff is going to yeah. be out on Force Friday, which is, what, September normally? Mm-hmm. So it's not giving anything story-wise away. But I just, I, I, I could dig my teeth into this. All right. all right, Donovan, you're in the market. Now, how much, so how much longer can they make us wait before we just get angry? <laughs> because there's a, there's a certain point, right? Because, like, I'm frothing yeah. at the mouth, mouth, but, like, in a little bit longer, I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna, there's going to be a, you know, I'm going to drop four, you know, three of my fingers. I'm like, yeah. oh, right. Can try, they'll try you along for, I mean, they can try you along for another couple of months. You know, you think- I, I'm, I'm, they, um, anyway, um, I don't know. I think, uh, so you think they could go well past the, the March 8th Captain Marvel, drop a trailer in front of that and make sure everybody goes to see Captain Marvel? No, they I could. think they're going to drop a trailer in front of Infinity or in front of Endgame after Star Wars Celebration. I, I totally agree with that. I do. I think you're going to get a, You're going to get some sort of a teaser. You're going to get something in Endgame. I really do think so. Um, I would be surprised if we don't. Um, I don't. But I don't know what all they're going to show. But they're going to whet your appetite so that you're s- somewhat satisfied. I think they're <laughs> going to know. show you nothing. You think you think Captain Marvel has shown you nothing? <laughs> I think they're going to show you. Like you're going to you're going to hear the music. You're uh-huh. going to see a couple of pictures. Yeah. You're going to see a lightsaber. You're going to freak out, and you're going to walk <laughs> out. And you're like, that was the best trailer ever. And then the end, you, then like ten minutes later, you're like, wait a minute. They didn't tell us anything. <laughs> All I saw was Lando with a cape. Like you'll see the Millennium Falcon like buzz by, and you be like, "That's the Millennium Falcon." That's <laughs> okay, what I but think what? This. Okay, so here's the thing, though. You are also going to see, you know, you're going to see a picture of Ray, and they are going to have Star Wars fans on Twitter, what's left of Tumblr, the whole nine yards, discussing what it means that her hair is up, down, or whatever. And, she's in all white, and or she, she's going to be in gray. Yeah, and don't. Don't mention it too much, but I, I just, because again, Melissa's not going to want to hear anything, but I really do think that that at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, they are going to drop a trailer as well as the name, if they haven't already told us the name by then, and oh my sweet baby Jesus, please tell us the name before then, but, but Star Wars Celebration, we're going to get, we're going to get at least at least a teaser trailer there and we will have the name we will we will at celebration at celebration i think they're going to hold out till celebration and then once um once endgame has successfully been launched we'll get the star wars hype machine rolling that's my personal idea right now and i could be completely wrong because i know nothing all right well i'm buying a lottery ticket tomorrow 
terrible. <laughs> well, if you would do that, that'd be great because I could totally find the time to go to Star Wars Celebration. My gift to you will be Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> but you got to win the lottery first. Done. <laughs> do it. Please. We'll all go. Please. I'll go. Do. We, we need nice hotels, etc., etc. Room service. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. I think we can move on because today we wanted to talk about... Well, let me back up. Say When has decided that over the course of this year, we are going to rewatch all of the Star Wars films, all 10 of them. And we decided to start with episode one and then watch them as the events would happen in the Star Wars universe. So first one up is Phantom Menace. Then we'll watch Attack of the Clones and then Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Then Solo. Rogue One. Episodes four, five, six, seven, and then eight. Probably shortly before episode nine drops. So tonight... We are going to talk about The Phantom Menace. And, Melissa, did you want to give us some background on the movie and all that good stuff before we get started? Well, um, what I, from memory, I, we see young Anakin and um, what a great kid he was before the Jedi got a hold to him. <laughs> He was so sweet. He was a good boy. Um, his willingness to give up his winnings and the pod race to, and uh, his mother actually says he knows nothing of greed. Boy, what a change he made throughout. But anyway, um, background, I don't know. Um, we get it. The force is explained in the movie, which is sort of explained, of, right? Yeah. It's a point of contention for a lot of people. Um, I don't think people want to know. They say that, uh, the force is energy field that is created by all living things and it surrounds us and penetrates us and it's bound together. It binds together the galaxy. That's what Obi-Wan says. Well, he said uh, that in episode in four, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think he did. Um, so, we also learn that the force radiates from, microscopic beings in every living cell, the mitochlorians. And um, so, yeah, that's another thing. People just didn't really want to know, I think. I think they like well, the mystery of it all. Well, but you know what? That's what separates Star Wars from Star Trek. Because Star Wars is fantasy. It's, yes. it's yeah. high fantasy yeah. in space. It's not science fiction. And, and you're exactly right. And, and so when you go to the trouble of explaining something scientifically, something mystical like the force, and I took a class from a professor from China, and one of the things that we discussed in the class was this concept of qi, and she mm -hmm. explained it in part as the force, like it's everywhere it's everything it's all the living thing and so it's very mystical kind of thing and so i think that's kind of the that's kind of the difference that people are not looking to this 
people don't necessarily look to Star Wars for their science fiction. So, right. Anyway, but that's just kind of, I, I don't know if maybe it was a misstep on the part of George Lucas or not. Donovan, what are you thinking? I think that the reason that Lucas did that, and, and I agree with you that the mystical aspect, I, I, I much prefer Star Wars to remain the mystical and let Star Trek be the science fiction. But George Lucas needed a way to convey to you how powerful Anakin True. So you really can't say that, well, like, oh, well, I feel that he is the one. No, we can quantify he's the one by saying he's got so much more of these midichlorians in him than even Yoda does. Right. So no, that's very helpful. That's how they could justify him as, quote, unquote, the one. Right. Uh, well, see, I hadn't thought of was, it that way, and that's that's helpful. I like that idea. That, and, 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 and while it, it brings it down to quote-unquote earth mm-hmm. um that's the only way i think that's the only way he had of of justifying anakin as being the one you know it's like oh we can prove it by measuring these midichlorians in his system mm-hmm. and that he's and that's the midichlorians are kind of like the interface between mm-hmm. you and the force you know right the more chlorians you have the better you're able to deal or accept or use the force right and so because anakin has far more than even yoda does well then he must be the one right you know because he's off the scale so to speak frankie what are you thinking Mm, i understand i understand your logic Mm -hmm. i would however say that what i mean you could you don't have to necessarily define his potential saying okay this 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 quantitative number because when the time they said metachlorians are in his blood, I was like, oh, so I can get a blood transfusion, and then I got the force? But <laughs> everyone like, the has force it, is in the Yeah, no, 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 no. Everyone has it, but I will now have as much of the forces. Okay, because like you just said, you quantified it. Mm-hmm. And he's got the most metachlorians that they've ever recorded. So, like, you know, give me a couple pints of that. So, I'm a, I, I, I got some metachlorians, too. You got some metachlorians. He's got some metachlorians. She's got some metachlorians. We all got some metachlorians. But you quantified it. Right, I can synthesize it. Right, I can clone it even. But it's still so, mystical. So, I don't. I, uh, it's still uh, mystical. No, it's not. You just said it was science. It became. It, it left mystical and became science fiction. Right, mm-hmm. but I, but in universe, in so universe, the force is still mystical. The bottom line is the Jedi are a bunch of space wizards. So. so, so I, and so, but different wizards, but you don't have to, what you could say, all, you know, all you could say is, 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 you could have, in my opinion, like I said, if, you know, they talk about redoing movies, everybody wanted to talk about, you know, redoing The Last Jedi. I said, I would redo, I would redo the first three. And I would get rid of the met- Metachlorian bit. And here, here's how, here's why. Because you can, you know what you could say, all he has to say is, I sense a strength in him like I've never sensed before. But or, or even, like, or like, even, okay. Or like a, a fireball. Or, or you see him use the force some, and, and you could be like, oh my goodness, he's using it. Like I said, in, in my opinion, I'd redo it. And I'd age him up a lot to where he's not this innocent character where he's already been through a bad childhood and things but like that. What? No, what? but that's the point, though. That's the whole point that Lucas was trying to make. Is that that as a small child he could have gone in any direction, and he 
was he was a good kid and and he was on a good trajectory and but and the you, jedi took him off of that that's the point though i mean he is he it, didn't have to i think it is i don't think he had to be darth have, vader i don't think you have to say i don't think you have to say he's more powerful i think you can just say i think he may be the chosen right but given that the jedi because count, he's already got enough he's already got enough back he's already got enough story but, Darth Vader has enough story already that you don't have to say he's more powerful than Yoda. Because you know what? He didn't look more powerful than Obi-Wan. Twice. Okay. What you have is an untrained child. But what I'm saying to you is that... How am I, how, oh, I going to put this? I mean, do you, see what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? He, uh, if, you know, up against Obi-Wan twice... And if he was the most powerful one, was he not more powerful than Palpatine? Actually, he had the Does potential he... to be more powerful than Palpatine. He had potential, so what, that, why did he stop then? Because Palpatine wanted him to stop. Palpatine didn't want him to be any more powerful because he knew that he'd kill him. Because, because that whole he was Sith fearful. Thing. And fear is the path to the dark side. Right. Fear is already on the dark side. And anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. If you can say, you can, you know, I can say I don't want my sons to surpass me. But I can't stop them from surpassing me. Well, here's the thing, though. He looked to Palpatine to train him. And so I don't think Palpatine gave him all the secrets or even tried to give him all the training that he uh, assured him that he would give him because he didn't want Anakin Skywalker to ever be or to ever live up to his potential. That's what I'm saying. I I, I just Palpatine was playing the long game, obviously, and that that actually to me is one of the important things about the Phantom Menace. You get introduced to Palpatine as a senator, and you realize what a long game he's playing, and that to me was valuable. What do you think their long game was? Who's Palpatine and Vader? I I think that Vader's long game. Yeah, I don't think they're on the same page. What was Palpatine's yeah. long game? Palpatine complete was trying control try- of the galaxy. Yeah, and to defeat control. death. So, ah, and that's where I come in. Defeat death, and I think that's because there's been a several little, little allusions to to when when Obi Wan when he's you know when Vader strikes him down and there's no body. Yeah. And obviously, you notice Vader looks back and he's like, "Wait a minute, he just cheated death." I think Vader got it right then that that Obi Wan cheated death in that instance. Maybe, hmm. but I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't say he didn't. Um, but so I think, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So like, if Palpat, so like, I think that moment in hindsight, you know, as everything gets backfilled and moved around, I think, and it's it's funny how you look at things. Um, because I'm definitely backfilling here. I think that moment was when Vader was like. Oh man, I went the wrong way because that's immortality. I have a question. Si- yeah. And and it's not strictly related to the Phantom Menace, but it's our podcast. We can go whatever we want. Um there is a theory 
out there that has kind of been debunked, kind of not, that Palpatine drained the life out of Padme to keep Anakin alive. And that she dies right as she's giving birth as Vader is sort of coming back to life. You buy it? No. What? Uh, Explain. I need more, just, I, I need I more information. I understand what you're saying. So basically, Vader's, Vader's life force is fading. Right. And so and he so steals to, Padme's. So he steals Padme's. And puts it into Vader to keep Vader alive. And the whole thing is, Padme Amidala is a former queen, a senator. You're telling me she died of a freaking broken heart when she'd just given birth to twins? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely I did not. I that to be rather rather suspect myself. Um, yeah, that was... I mean, the, the, yeah. the, first, the first three are very... Uh, let's just say, you know how I feel about the first three. But, but do you see what I'm saying? Is that... To me, that's a th- that's a theory. Um, I because understand I that. have I have every if anyone could know how to drain the life force out of someone, it would be Palpatine. Yeah, it would be Palpatine. Um, have you ever had a broken heart? Really, seriously? <laughs> okay, for the record. I suppose that it's possible mm-hmm. to die of a broken heart, but mm-hmm. the bottom line is I have had kids and mm-hmm. even if I was broken hearted, I'd want to be there for them. Period. And I, I mean, I acknowledge that I'm talking about a, a fairy tale in space that the, okay, it's a fairy tale in space. It can be, it can serve the plot can serve whatever purpose the storyteller wants. But I'm just saying that it makes me feel a lot better about Padme and her death if it's not just her going, oh, oh, they're still good at him, but I'm going to die anyway. I just, I have have a real kind of, because the last thing she says is they're still good at him. Well, well, maybe not the, but one of the last things she says is it this yeah, I haven't, I haven't rewatched. I haven't rewatched that one yet. Um, I haven't either, not in a while. So, but so, you see what I'm saying. So, I, I think going forward, maybe when you rewatch Revenge of the Sith, think about because in the movie, apparently, it's happening pretty simultaneously. I'm just asking if it's a theory that is. that we mm-hmm. could we could. You know toss what? That's a great. That's a great thing for me to think of saying that, and when I get to it, I will think of that then. Because mm-hmm. if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have thought of it then. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have either. So, I, I, I don't want to comment on something until I see it again, because I will admit, it, that has been the... Because I've rewatched, you know, Phantom Menace a couple times recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting ready to watch, you know, the clone, Attack of the Clones this weekend. What? You're not so. going to wait to watch it at my house? With all oh, the crazy? Right. When no, are I'm you coming? April. Uh, April. I might watch it twice. You That's are okay. going to be, Melissa, knee-deep in taxes at that point. <laughs> what day is that? Uh, it's like a Wednesday, yeah, I think. Yeah, we middle think it's going to be a Wednesday. Yeah, middle of the week. And we were um, going we to watch it and record as we watched. <laughs> as things were happening. FML. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we Two words for you. State job. <laughs> so, did you say FML like family medical leave? No. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Something you don't get with your current job. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't love Phantom Menace. It left some holes for me. Okay. Well, what, what did we love about Phantom Menace? I think there are some positive attributes I about the too. movie. I do too. And Donovan, I think you pointed some of those out in a conversation that we had earlier. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about okay. some good points because a lot of people have some very negative points about the movie. I Yeah, and I would, I would be overall with the movie. I'm extremely negative about the movie because of the the character development or lack thereof and the plot. I, I think the story overall is a good whole, is a good story. It's just the delivery was so clunky. Yeah. And disjointed. And the acting is so distracting from the story. Um, the, 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 what's the name of that little actor that played Anakin? Um, Jacob Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Jake Lloyd. Uh, and they wow. destroy they, him. They, yeah, and poor guy. I mean, I, it's not his fault, you know, that, I mean, he was just putting that position. I know he's, I think he's had some problems in his life since then oh, because yeah. of all the black he's received. Yep, he has. Um, but, you know, having said that, he really was a terrible actor. <laughs> and, you know, I think that Anakin should have come across as not only innocent but good um just like truly a good person so that you can see that 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 transition from this kid who was so good at the beginning and what happens to him in his life and he what he becomes uh it just is just not there you know he's you're not he's not believable his he, they wrote lines for him like "yippee" and "this is pod racing" and uh, it's just cringeworthy. cringeworthy. Well, it's not nearly as bad as I hate sand. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but so has anybody said, even looked to see what his career is doing these days? Oh, he doesn't have one. Not acting, he doesn't anyway. have one. No, it seems like this was the death of a lot of people's careers. This movie, mm. um, Ahmed Best who played Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> other than Jar Jar Binks, he really hasn't done a whole lot than a few yeah. minor roles in TV series since. Yeah, and he recently came out and discussed how he's he contemplated suicide because Star Wars fans were so hateful to him. Oh, that's Whoa. terrible. Yeah, that is that's terrible. how horrible the Star Wars fandom can be. Yeah. Because somehow they're angry at the actor for having bad lines that are written for them. Yeah, they didn't write the script. That's very no. Yeah. And the character development was, you know, I really think he was, the, you know, a lot of actors don't just come up with something like that out of their head. They're giving given suggestions and, hey, we want it to sound kind of like this. Or we yeah, want the that's feel what a director's like for, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's not the actor's fault entirely. Mm -mm. Um, and But I tell you this, if you watch that movie with kids, and I'm talking like little kids, you know, 10 years and younger. They love Jar Jar Binks. They love him. They think he's hilarious. And they think Anakin's funny and hilarious. Apparently so, I'm a kid at heart because I kind of yeah. like Jar Jar as well. Well, let I'm me say, 
Well, let me say this. My husband was in the room while I was re-watching Phantom Menace. And we were about two minutes into the battle scene. And he looked over at me. He said, Jar Jar Binks will be the first KIA. And I, and you have to understand that my husband's retired military. So, <laughs> And, um, you know, he was in the military throughout the the 90s when he spent a lot of time in the desert that no one knew about and then in the aughts and all that stuff. So, yeah, he, he's just like, that, that, ooh, it wouldn't have been good. I was like, I, I know, I know, I know. He just really bumbled his way, he being uh, Jar Jar, just bumbles his way through everything. And so, um, but they did. But he's really an undercover th- Sith Lord. Right. <laughs> well, apparently so, but, they answered the question about what happened to him in a book. Frankie, what were did. you saying? Yeah. Empire's and and they did it a book. So basically, he was working with orphan kids at the end who were like you know broken part because of all the war. Think about the wars. All the kids oh, wow. who were you know all the kids that would have been left orphans, and he Weren't was he like there a street performer. Like a street performer kind of helping, he buddied up with one of the guys, and like it was one of the things like, because like just like you know, I did not like the Jar Jar Binks character at all. I thought it was terrible, but the way they and it was like one you know one of the things I was like, Jar Jar Binks is back, and I, I went, why are they bringing this back? And it was just you know a couple little chapters, and he was just basically you know, this really kid who was you know just you know facially disfigured. Nobody would be his friend. He was never getting adopted. He's like the little orphan Andy of this of space. But Jar Jar is his buddy, mm-hmm. and and you know Jar Jar admits he goes. I think everybody blames all the bad stuff that happened on me. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's that's paraphrasing, and it's just like, yeah, Jar Jar. I actually I do blame everything on you. <laughs> well, um, you know this is this is. Uh, off of Jar Jar, but back to Donovan, graphic designer, right? Um, yes. What did you think about the the like the marketing for the Phantom Menace? Do you remember the marketing? Like the mm. thing that I remember about the Phantom Menace uh, marketing, the poster of young Anakin standing there with the shadow of Darth Vader, and that was just so yeah. powerful. Like, do you have? A similar recollection to any of that, or I do, yeah. I, I remember feeling that the posters for um, the Phantom Menace were they, while they were new and fresh, and the design was um, stronger than the original. It still paid homage to their original posters. Uh, right. They were trying to, you know, they they would be foolish to not pull from, you know, the originals. Um, it, it, but it was his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the the posters just made me freak. I was freaking out of my mind. Yeah. Uh, Moving. I think we all and, were. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, my, what I think that the movie did right was the overall aesthetics uh, of of the movie. Lucas Agreed. pulled. Lucas maximized back back in the day with the original trilogy. He maximized what he could get out of technology at the time. And he did the same thing with his movie. Um, and uh, I was uh, in a discussion earlier with Melissa. Um, if you're familiar with the Baroque mm-hmm. uh, art style, Baroque is a really complex, highly detailed, yep. whether it's tapestry or a painting or whatever, there's so much detail and so much going on in Baroque that you really have to, you have to take time to take it all in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I could, 
describe the Phantom Menace in an aesthetic, it's Baroque. Uh, overall, there is so much going on visually in this film. You have to you have to pause it and to take it all in, mm-hmm. even in just passing shots. Mm-hmm. He really went overboard, and I think that if I could give it a ten out of ten in anything, it's this overall aesthetic quality. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a beauty. It still holds up today, even compared to the new movies. It's still a beautiful movie. It still it still holds up to modern standards as far as you know. Um, visual aesthetic, set design, um, costume scenery, design, costuming. Yeah, it's just um, one of my favorites of all yeah. time. Padme. It's Padme's costume, yeah. which yes. is apparently um, one of the influence. One of the inspirations for Padme's costume was um, Dale Arden's character from Flash Gordon. I don't know if either of you remember that character, um, but just beautiful costuming. And concept art by Ian McGregor and um, Trisha Bigger, I think is how you say her name. But, you know, these are the people that go unrecognized in the making of the films. And uh, Star Wars costumes are usually pretty unexciting. They're just not. <laughs> you but know Padme's costume was amazing. And this is where you see a lot of cosplay come in with um, Padme's costume. Well, you know, yeah. let me say this, too. I, one of the things that I have started doing with the sequel trilogy is I started buying the Art of books, like the mm-hmm. Art of The Force Awakens, The Art of The Last Jedi, and those are some beautiful books. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just beautiful books. And somebody who's Bill Solstack, maybe, made the comment that you should look back at the art of the force awakens for clues about episode nine. So instantly I went and pulled out ever the whole book and started going through it. But, um, because that was very specific, <laughs> but, um, you know, just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff that they came up with. And of course they don't use it all. And that's why this leak recent leak on Reddit, I mean, some of it's concept art that may or may not get used. But I just think it's, um, I did think it was a, you know what, let me say this. I am less distracted by any CGI in The Phantom Menace than I am in CGI in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it was, um, and I don't know why. Subtle. Yeah. It was subtle. Um, but I know that Ian McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, said that a lot of the times with the Star Wars movies, they were it was all green screen for acting. And mm-hmm. I, that must have been awful to do acting against green screen all the time in terms of like CGI and all the characters in and stuff like that. Like apparently it got to the point where he was just thrilled when there was one other person on the set with him that he could like interact with, like one other actor on the set to interact with because that's something that's become fairly normal today. But at the time that was relatively new uh, for an actor to be doing that. But like Mark Hamill was talking about the last Jedi. He was like, Oh, we're just going to green screen that whole Skellig Michael thing. But Nope. (laughs) I mean, they filmed that on on site. So, I mean, it's interesting what they're doing with the sequel trilogy, I think, and graphics and such. But that's neither here nor there. I guess it's a discussion for the night. But um, anything that we haven't touched on about this one? Um, 
You know, uh, let me say this about um, uh, the Phantomist. To me, this movie really does bring into a real bright light that this is that the Jedi is a religion. Right. Yeah. There were so many religious undertones in this movie. Uh-huh. Were they the just... immaculate conception and Space Jesus was hard. Anakin being the chosen Space one. Space Jesus was hard. And Space the Jesus will of the hard. force and yeah, yeah, uh, so much religious undertone in this movie. Yeah. Which was a major it, issue for a lot of viewers, I think. If there was any one thing I would pick out of the whole thing to just gag on yeah not that i i don't mean i don't have a problem with christianity it's just that 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 parallel totally unnecessary i mean uh, i didn't Agreed. want i don't need vader to become space jesus i want vader to be vader mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i don't you know give him his own backstory don't borrow from something else so uh, i yeah that was that was a bit hard to swallow even though yeah. i'm watching a fantasy slash sci-fi movie that's you know you can do anything you want to but yeah that was um that was that, a tough it, one it, yeah it's, it's you're right it's completely unnecessary uh, i'm going to kind of go with two points a i completely agree my sons who are both all three are younger than 10 love the phantom menace absolutely love it they're not bothered by anakin they're not bothered by they love jar jar binks they love the little you know underwater godzillas Okay, let me just, I'm going to interrupt for just a second. That tells me that George Lucas did exactly what he was trying to do. Okay, go ahead. And, and, and you're right. And like I said, and but that's and that's where the problem was because to me at that time, at that time, and you know, he wasn't making that movie for you know, this is for me. Looks, you bought this is I was a kid then, and you're continuing the arc for me. And I couldn't no, but listen. At that time, twenty years ago, you know where, and that's where Bumblebee did a better job. Like Bumblebee, oh. which came out of Christmas, see me out. Bumblebee at Christmas did a great job of, because I was also had Transformers as a kid. Bumblebee was great for me as an adult, and my kids loved it. And I don't think, and where I think George Lucas missed in that. And you, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. But like, my kids who watch it now, you're right. George Lucas, if that was his point back then, because you're right, there's a lot of kids in my, and I say kids, because there's a lot of people who are ten years younger than me, in my neighborhood, who absolutely love the first three. They love them. They love them. They don't see any of the things like the faults I see in them, the continuality between the three. They don't see it. Well, you know, Donovan made the point that it was a beautiful movie and it was it was its own thing, but it still pulled from the others. But for me, I found that The Phantom Menace didn't necessarily feel like a Star Wars movie to me. And yeah. even, even on a... I mean, I've seen it several times, you know. Um, but watching it with intentionality recently, last week, it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. And I remember being in the theater in 1999 and it not feeling particularly like a Star Wars movie to me. And I don't know if it was because of... So Byzantine? No, I don't think that was it. 
I think it had more to do with all the water <laughs> on Naboo, um, <laughs> which may sound silly, but there it is. I mean, it just, it was a little distracting for me. And then it just, there was something about Padme's costuming, as gorgeous as I thought it was. I, I, it didn't feel like Star Wars because costuming in Star Wars had been, as you said, Melissa, much simpler up until then. Yeah. She was super ornate and even Leia at her finest, in her finest getup was still in this really classic Greek inspired column with the scoop neck. And, and that to me at age 20 ish or however old we were when that movie came out. That, to me, was still sort of my gold standard for Star Wars. And so, when we have The Phantom Menace, which is a prequel, right? She just didn't... It wasn't that I didn't like her, because I did. It just didn't feel like Star Wars. And so, it, maybe it had more to do with costuming and the sets. But it was just... Mm-hmm. It just and there were there were a lot of politics and religion in one, two, and three that didn't show up in four, five, and six. And I was an originals fan. Now I can't tell you the first time I saw the originals. I can't. I know that the first time I saw them all three in a row was when Frankie and I were sitting in my living room. But I, I just always knew the things that were in them. So I can't tell you exactly like what my first Star Wars memory is. But I just know that the prequels had a very distinct feel to them that didn't necessarily feel like Star Wars to me. And and they don't have to. But one of the reasons why I like the sequel trilogy as well as I do is because they give me the same feeling when that fanfare pops up and that scroll starts to go. You know, I, I was scared going into episode seven i was scared like I think this what is am the I first time we've heard sally talk about nostalgia for star wars she's she's a big fan of the sequels so yeah i am but they they managed to give me they managed to give me much the same feeling that i think maybe the original trilogy gives frankie and and I don't I don't think I have as deep a connection to the original trilogy as Frankie does. Period. I mean, I, I, I think the the un Star Wars thing that you're feeling in uh, Phantom Menace is um, the newness of the universe. Maybe? I think what what he's what uh, Lucas was he was trying to give a, a, like a contrast between the, like the the new. Uh, shiny ships and shiny mm-hmm. costumes and clean aesthetics of Naboo versus the like the savage kind of used feel of Tatooine, right? Or the golden age of like the original trilogy. Um, he's going back when things are newer and there's no emperor, there's no rebellion, there's a planet that's an entire city. And mm-hmm. so it's it's that there are things that you're seeing for the first time in a Phantom Menace. You're seeing the Jedi Order for the first time. You're seeing a gray Jedi in um, Qui Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing the Council. Um, things that 
that were you know, only done in like comic books and novels. Um, now you're seeing it on the screen, and it's totally new. There's no more rustic, old, worn Star Wars. This is way back when. Right, and, and um, well, you know, you say that, and that's making me think that the the whole sort of underlying message then from the original trilogy is, of course, that the Empire is bad, right? But mm-hmm. it's also translated physically on screen into the the dirty, worn-out nature of what the original trilogy looks like, the cobbled-together right. thing. And even Solo and Rogue One, I think, actually do a pretty decent job of bringing that back. And Corellia certainly is very dirty and... Uh, gross and all of that stuff. So that's that's an interesting thought. I hadn't really codified that thought. So yeah, that's interesting. But you know, and and I, and I think Rogue One is probably my favorite of the newer um, movies because it's the most like the original trilogy. That's a very fan servicey um, movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it gives you Vader, and yeah. the more Vader, like Melissa and I have talked about more Vader is like more cowbell. Yeah, give me more Vader. That is the most fan servicey movie ever. And I ate it up. All the fan service. (laughs) They made that movie for you and Frankie. (laughs) They did. They did. I love me some Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I I, I literally, and I never do this, I literally let out some sort of a sound when Vader came on the screen at the end. I was like, yes, (laughs) kill him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh did he ever so, oh yeah. my gosh yeah i'm Bless. probably gonna break down and let the kids see rogue one this weekend good for you man they're gonna love it yeah so we've had a long talks about the fact that you know because they're they're used to every other movie there is out there all right they're used to Oh, here's the good guy. The good guy's going to face interminable odds. It looks like he's going to die, and he's going to pull it out at the end. My my eight-year-old gets that. We talked about it. He's like, oh, this is when it all turns around right now that he's getting that at eight. I'm like, yep, this is the turning point where, the, you know, he overcomes, you know, where the underdog always wins. And I'm like, but we talked we talked about it. I was like, listen, and Rogue One, everybody you like, they're going to die. He's like, okay, he goes, but they die for a reason. And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He goes, and I was like, so they could what? Destroy the Death Star in the next movie. He's like, okay. So we, we, we bridge that like, intellectual thing that this movie is part of a longer arc, right? Yeah. So they've, he's gotten that. They've gotten that. So I'm like, all right, you're ready for it. I'm a huge fan of the casting in that movie. Oh, such a good movie. Like, here's Donnie Yen, Mads Mickelson, amazing actors. So good. Oh, was it the Dahmer? Did you guys remember remember they did two Superman twos? Do you guys know that? They did two Superman twos. So there's a a Dahmer, there's a a Donner, Donner, there's a Donner Superman two, and then there's a other Superman two. So when they did Superman, the original one, they got kept kind of filming and saving a bunch of the footage. But they fired him for the second episodes. But they re-released, like, 15 years ago, they re-released the Donner episode of Super Spy- uh, of, um, of Superman 2. And it's a little darker movie. Mm. Um, 
you know, I like my dark movies. So one of the things I would love to see the cut of Rogue One that they showed me in the previews. Because that was darker. That was absolutely darker. How does it get darker? Well, the, the, I mean, the, how can you know, it get darker? They the, all the, die. Think about think about the tie. Think about just that one scene. The easiest one to call to memory is that the tie the tie fighter. You know, Jen Urso's running down the platform. You know, with the thing, in it, and there's a tie fighter pops okay, up. Okay, so great. So the tie fighter kills her there. No, and then I'm what? Saying, I'm just saying, it just seems. Don't get me wrong. They kill everybody, and they have to do that. But it did seem like they had some darker elements to it. Because there was reshoots, and there was recuts that made it so... Made it not as dark. No. Okay. I, I don't think we will ever see that. Thank God. Um, but... Because who knows, right? Who knows? I just don't know how they possibly could have made it darker given that literally everyone that you like and care about dies. I just don't see how that gets... Unless they don't succeed, at which point then it's really dark, but then new, A New Hope doesn't happen. No, no. So, the way they, but the way they... I, I don't know. It just could have been... I think they... Like what you know, what I read, what I said, saw was it was a darker movie, and they had to lighten it up a little bit. So maybe they don't die as I'm just saying it was pretty as darn heroically. Dark. Oh, it was great, and that's why I loved it. I love me some darkness. I love me some darkness. So um, I think I think you're gonna need. To, never mind. I, I never mind. <laughs> then I think you should love Revenge of the Sith. Do and don't. Well, like, like, let me re- let me let me comment on Revenge of the Sith when it's fresher in my mind. Okay, but if you love dark movies, man, Revenge of the Sith is pretty darn dark. That sounds it is. Uh, it is. You know, like I said, I thought the, the you know the prequels got better each time. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, we've got um, I think we've done it, y'all. Is there anything we want to say that we haven't already one said? Other thing, one other thing I want to say that was really good about the movie was just sound. Um, John Williams, he made the the score. You know, it, it it leaned on the original score that he did, but he also brought us new stuff. Like, uh, was it Duel of the Fates? Was that what it was called? But when they yep. when they fought, man, I mean, that was just brilliant piece of music. Um, so the score was just lovely and the sound design like um like the 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 highs and lows of the the sounds of the lightsabers the sounds of the 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 blasters were just so they they popped you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so if somebody waved a saber around you heard it you kind of felt it it was just like lucas was like i'm gonna i'm really gonna make you fans like feel these sabers and feel these blasts and when the sabers you know connected it was just like it was it popped like the originals you know couldn't get there with that yeah. sound design with the technology yeah. they had well, the, sound, the technology wasn't there because that's when the, the thx is that what it was called yeah yeah some of it was a little delayed it was 
I don't know if you noticed that, but like sometimes when they would actually like unsheath or whatever the proper terminology is for the lightsaber. Ignite. Yeah, it was like delayed. So there was some, there was a little issues there. Um, The pod racing, they missed a couple of uh, racers. The racers were empty. And some of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the um, when they were pouring the water in the the cups, like the CGI. That's all. That's kind of a point of contention for me in most movies. But yeah, sorry, sorry to be the. Well, you know what though? Back to the John Williams thing. I this guy's a master, right? I mean, any movie that he scores, you can rely on it to be. Uh, amazingly and the sound is going to be amazing um in terms yeah. of in terms of the music that he puts out and some of my favorite pieces of cinematic music john williams and so yeah. i just genius. yeah i just you're absolutely right um and you know i just don't have as uh how do i put this melissa you are the cgi um, you're the one who notices the CGI more so. Than, I mean, it has to be pretty bad for me to react. It's like it takes uh, me out of the movie more than not. Yeah, and I you think know, for most people, yeah. I mean, y'all gave me crap for saying that scale in um, the first time she notices anything about CGI. I was like, yes. But but y'all gave me a hard time about it, and it's like, well, it's a problem throughout the movie. Like I can ignore, or I don't have to, I don't have to worry about a science thing in a Star Wars movie one because, well, science, and I'm just not a big fan anyway. And the other thing is, it, it, bombs drop in space instead of spreading out. Okay, sure, whatever, I don't care. Um, but every time I turn around. In a Transformers movie, a tiny little VW bug is becoming the size of a light uh, a, a skyscraper, and it drives me nuts because it's, it's constantly belief. right. <laughs> but it's constant, and the movies yeah. aren't good enough for me to be able to say, "Eh, whatevs." The bottom line is the movies aren't that good. If they were Frankie, better, then I Frankie, could this it. is this is your time to shine. If they rebut, were better, rebut, I could ignore rebut. it. <laughs> like, I mean, to say the movies weren't that good, that's, you know, that's, that's clearly opinion. Okay. Bumblebee was really good. Okay, Bumblebee I'm not even talking about really... Bumblebee. I'm talking about the other Transformers that I saw. Yeah, there's some, there's some bad Transformers no, no, okay. movies. Like I, said, I can't deny. I, and I won't argue with that. I will not argue with There's some definitely denials. You know, there was definitely some bad Transformer movies out there. Um, and I'm not saying a word about Bumblebee. I'm just saying that in general, the movies haven't been good enough. Not having, with the caveat, of, I haven't seen Bumblebee. The movies haven't been good enough for me to be able to just suspend my. I haven't been so involved. I've been like, oh yeah, it's great. Instead, I've been distracted. That's a that's a failure of the movie. And I mean, you know what? Y'all have to agree with me. It's fine. You don't have to. It's not a big deal. We well, usually don't. 
<laughs> I know. It's it's great but, being me, being the you know gang. But I understand. I get it. I get it. I think I I think we agree with you in this instance. Yeah. No, you don't. But that's okay. We're talking about transformers now, right? Well, we're slightly yeah. on trans. We're yeah. slightly on transformers because we, okay. you know, we, we, we jump we, around. We, we, jump the, around. The problem that we have is like you know, very and it's not just us. Everybody does it. There's you know, there's some bridges that are too far. Yeah. And and Sally's bridge that is too far is is a Transformers move where like Melissa and I you know bombs falling in space, you know, speed, mass, things like that. The yeah. science when the science because like you go back to the original thing we talked about before, science being brought in you know scientific concepts into a fantasy movie is disturbing. Yeah, yeah, and so like. You know, when you're talking about, oh, those ships are lighter than us. I'm like, no, actually, your Star Destroyer and this little transport weigh the exact same amount in space. Space. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as lighter. And so whenever you say that, oh, we can't catch it. You can't catch it because it's lighter. That, you know, you're right. It goes back to the whole... Just don't use the line. If you don't use the that last line, Jedi if, wasn't good enough for you for you to be able to not worry about it. Bottom well, line, you didn't like it well enough for you to be able to say, "Eh, no worries." I and, liked and, and it I well enough to it. be like, "Eh, who cares?" And exactly, you didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it well enough that I, so when I didn't like it well enough, I started nitpicking. Yeah, it's and you like it so much, you didn't nitpick. Yep, <laughs> that's how it goes. And yep. that's how it goes. And. <laughs> I still want to say, I still want to say this. My, I have a theory on Leia and how they're going to use her in nine. So, is it is it going to be in a gold bikini again because she's past that? No, and that was inappropriate. <laughs> um, you may spend time in purgatory for that one. For the record, I, that won't be why I spend time in purgatory. If you believe point, in purgatory, you'll be there. I I am curious as to if you'll be amongst friends or not. But anyway, moving along. I think that Leia, because of most of the footage that they have of her, as I understand it, is from The Force Awakens. Um, they filmed a lot of scenes with her and Han talking about Ben. And I think they're going to take Han out of it and it's going to be her talking to Rey about Ben and when... Poe loses it when he finds out about this force connection and wants to kick Ray out. I think she encourages Ray to go and says, I think there's still good in him, bring him back kind of thing. I really do. I think she's gonna be the be the one to encourage Ray to to try and get to the get to Ben underneath the Kylo mask. So that's what I think. Them snark. Do what? The redemption arc. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ben Demption's coming, and I know there are plenty of ben people who don't like it, but Ben Demption is happening. Y'all just need to accept it. I mean, accept it because Sally a is wearing her Save Ben Solo shirt. It's tonight. a Disney movie. Yes. <laughs> it, it is a Disney movie. Yes, it is. It's yes, it is. Movie. So yes, Ben Demption is happening, and it is a tale as old as time. So there you go. Like I said, I, I, I said earlier, my eight-year-old has already clued in that all movies are the same. Beauty and the Beast, Mark right it. here. 
Beauty and the Beast. That's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. All right. So I think we're done. We've talked about yeah. the Phantom Menace and a lot of other things. Even a brief jaunt into Transformers. Because mm-hmm. I felt as though I had to defend myself. And um, we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk with another guest who, this is interesting, he is in his 20s and he is just now watching all of the Star Wars movies in a row. And it's like one a week. So he's been doing this for several weeks. or And I think he's got, at this point, two movies left. And he, his boyfriend said, okay, let's watch Solo between six and seven. And I was like, what? And, but it, the decision had already been made. So, and, and he, I asked him yesterday, I was like, so what do you think about Solo? He was like, that's a complicated question. I said, should you have watched it before you watched Rogue One? He said, Yes, I should have watched it before I watched Rogue One. So, um, he's got some interesting thoughts, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to listen to someone who is younger than us and not have the attachment to the so series. This is the that we first have. time he's watched it? Yes. He's, any of it? Any of it. He knows nothing about it except. So, you're getting a guy who is watching these movies, like Star Wars Virgin kind of thing. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. So wow. I think I it's going to be an interesting really discussion. I, wish, I really wish he would have watched it in chronological order because, yeah, that would have been very interesting. Uh, yeah. Like his view of Solo. Who, yeah. That yeah. would have been. Uh, and apparently that's what he told. I say it's what he told his boyfriend. He was like, I really wish you'd let me watch this before, before this. So, um, because I think it, it, he said it is distract, sort of distracted him, but it was an interesting kind of thing. And, um, we haven't had a, a lengthy discussion. I'm sort of saving it for the podcast. So I thought that would be a fun guest to have in a couple of weeks after he's seen Absolutely. all of them. And um, and he said that he's he's big on character development. So I expect that he'll like The Last Jedi because there's a lot of character development in The Last Jedi, even though it, it yeah. pains people. Frankie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the science oh, of it, Gavard. I said that. Bless your hearts. It's okay. Science bothered me. Science bothered me. Oh, well. Hashtag not my Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag, not my Hashtag totally in character for Luke Skywalker. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so totally in character Before we for go, I want to thank you, Donovan, for yeah. being a guest on our podcast tonight we've really enjoyed your input yes thank you so much for having me i'm really honored that you guys let me take part in this donovan it's been awesome i really enjoyed your insight and i agree with you on so many levels thank you so we may drag you back on at some point who knows if you don't run fling into the night after this Um, (laughs) (laughs) so thank you everyone for tuning in um if you need to find us, the podcast is on Facebook at Say When Podcast. Please reach out. Let us know what you think. If you'd like to email the podcast, we are saywhenpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Melissa, where can people find you? Paxi Babe on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Perfect. Frankie, where can people find you? I am Goonie Fett on Instagram and Twitter. 
Okay. Uh, Donovan, do you have anywhere people to reach out to you or just come through the podcast and we'll catch you? Just come through the podcast. If you want to check out my Instagram, it's DL underscore Bowers. All right, cool. And I am Palmetto Blue on Twitter and Instagram these days. Um, so feel free to reach out and tell me how wrong you think I am. That is perfectly <laughs> fine with me. And <laughs> I will sign off saying, may the force be with you. Listen. And as always, truth and justice. Frankie. Frankie. I will say always carry a towel. Donovan, you got something for us or not? Uh, it's uh, it's a work in progress, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a hashtag for my life yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Have a good night.